Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, you guys. We are back for our final episode of this series, which we are pretty sad about. I'm so sad. But I'm so sad. We coming back soon. We coming back. We are coming back soon. And who knows what, what we got up what our, got our sleeve. Sleeve. We got exciting. something good. Guys, we have an um, awesome episode with a really great guest to end things out. Our girl, Manushka, our new yes. friend. She's amazing. You guys are going to love her. You really are going to love her. Yeah. I feel like it was just amazing talking to another woman i know i gotta say i like having the dudes on the podcast <laughs> but man when you, it's just so much easier to talk to a girl honestly. it really is yeah. it really is yeah it was so awesome closing things out with her and um you guys are gonna love this yes. final look in she's from boo church boo church final we, i don't look think into we James mentioned 5. that yep boo church okay boo church all right let's kick it off with a little bit of worship all oh. series long, Kent has been leading us in a song of you praise to get us into the spirit, into so bringing get on your the knees. spirit of God into the atmosphere. Here we What's go. What's your last song for us? Oh, it is called Goodness, Goodness of God and Anything by Jen Smith. <laughs> is it by her? Is <laughs> Jen Johnson? <laughs> oh, okay. I think it Jen is, Johnson. I think you're right. I said Jen, Jen Smith. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Jen Johnson. Okay, I'm ready. Incredible, and but it's also really hard to sing because she has a I'm really ready. good voice. Hands so it's lifted. really a lot. To Hands live lifted. Up to. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh. You sound good. You got better. I thought so. With my life laid down, I surrender now. <laughs> I give you everything. Oh. <laughs> Cause your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Oh. Goodness is running after, it's running after Sing along with me. yourself right now, sing along. With, with my, my life laid down, down, I surrender oh. now. <laughs> I give you everything. Oh, that was live, guys. You're welcome. Okay, I thought you got better, turns out. I kind You're just did. as bad as ever. I kind of did. Wow. How did you feel singing for us every week? I felt really good because I've always wanted to usher people into the presence of God. And I felt like I took my best stab at it. But somebody asked me if you were uh, offended that I made you do that every week, like that I was like making fun of you. Are oh, you offended? Absolutely not. I love, I love getting like poked at. <laughs> a little roasted poked out is so weird ew <laughs> no mac and i just like goof off on these mics you know so it's actually yeah. just like quite yeah. enjoyable okay maybe okay. our next thing we're gonna get into rapping we've decided we that might be will. next we okay. can't do that that's for sure it is the last we might work on it. time that okay. we are reaching into the summer bucket of fun love <laughs> okay here we go i'll start us off okay it's a sunday at 2 p.m how are you wasting time? I, we just really just want a glimpse into your life. A Sunday at 2 p.m., how am I wasting time? The uh, listeners are mm, so curious. Sundays, well, Sundays I typically 
church. It's post church. No, it's then post church. Then I go to church again. No, it's post church. Then I serve. 2 p.m. I would say typically I go home and get rosy and we go outside somewhere. We go to the dog park. Her, we that's go for a dog. walk. Yeah. We go to the dog park. We go for a walk. We go over to a friend's house. I usually hang with my dog on Sundays. Don't that's, you feel like you kind of have to on like Sundays? It is like a dog hang day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I when you don't right. have a husband. Yeah, well, that's true. It's a dog day. It's a dog day. So I hang out with Rosie on Sundays, and then I typically get dinner with friends on Sunday nights, I'd say. Oh. I, I don't really like to be by myself on Sunday nights. You have to have, like, your last hurrah before yeah. Monday. I like to, like, pretend it's still the weekend. That's kind of true. Okay. Sunday nights turn. are kind of sad, right? Yeah. I, I'm getting sad thinking about it right now. Yeah. I don't want to think about this. I don't want to think about because this. Because everything's coming to an end. Okay, I have your last okay, question. Okay, here we go. This Bring is a it little to me. controversial. Oh, no. <sighs> Censored content. Okay, um, so the final thing is there's this game that's inappropriate oh, called gosh. Something Mary Kill, but this is the clean version, Kiss Mary Kill. We're still talking about killing, which is a sin, <laughs> but uh, cool. you have three options on yours. Kiss. How about Punch. Kiss, kiss Mary, Mary punch. punch. That's Punch-er. better. I like that. Okay. Kiss okay. Mary Punch. Okay. You're. Who are they? Who? Yeah. Okay. I have them for you already. Okay. Number one is Pilot Pete, the most recent bachelor. Oh, shoot. Number two is Francis Chan, your favorite pastor of oh, all time. I love him. And number three is Josh. Oh, that's my boyfriend. Josh. Um. Okay. So I would say I would marry Josh because. That's Bobby. really nice. Yeah. And then I would. Are you sure you wouldn't want to be married to Francis Chan, though? I would love to be married to Francis Chan, but it just doesn't feel it feels too, too, too. So dreamy. you're just going to kiss Francis Chan? I'm going to kiss Francis Chan. OK, I am going to kiss Francis a brotherly Chan. kiss, a brotherly kiss <laughs> on the cheek. Oh, OK. Sure. Didn't right. Know. OK. Kiss Francis okay. Chan. And then I would punch Pilot Pete. Pilot Pete. Honestly, mean, all wouldn't? the girls in America would be happy if you had punched Pilot Pete. Yes. Uh, you went to high school with Pilot Pete. I seriously did, you guys. This is not a joke. She went to high school with Pilot Pete. I know Pilot Pete. <laughs> Pete, how do you well, think he'd feel punch you. if he knows that you just said <laughs> At least you're it was punch a punch, him. not a kill. Yeah, punch okay. is way better. Yeah. Okay, kiss, marry, kill. We got, we're kissing Francis. We're marrying Josh. We're punching Pilot Pete. Oh, yeah. Should we do one more just because it's the yes. final time? All right, go. Yours is serious. You want serious right now? Um, How serious? What's one thing you want to leave behind this summer? Oh, I like it. What's one thing I want to leave behind this summer? Okay, one thing that I want to leave behind this summer is I like something you're going to leave in the past. Yeah, you don't want to bring into bring into my next fall. season of life. Um, this is important this to identify for everybody. Really, this is really good. I'm actually glad you're asking me this. This is really good. I think the thing that I want to leave behind is. Sometimes I can hold on to some like past things that people have like hurt me with or whatever, not intentionally, but you know, those things, those like things you have little dramas with like friends or relationships in your life. And oftentimes like I forgive, but I don't always forget. And I think that that's something that I really want to do is if I'm going to put something behind me and say that's in the past, like actually live like that's in the past and like actually live.
of like Jesus is bigger than that thing that hurt me. And so I think that's something I think there's a couple of little places in my life where I need to press a little deeper into that. And so I know that's going to take some work. That's going to take some actively me pursuing that. But I think that's something that I I love this summer. That's really good. Keep me tangible. Okay, I will. Okay, last final question of the summer bucket of fun, and it's a great one. I can't believe we haven't asked this yet. Ken's Baker, have you ever had a summer romance? Can you tell us about it? Was it crazy like Greece summer loving had me a blast? Have you ever had a summer romance? I'm the queen. I actually love a good summer summer romance. summer romance. I mean... Honestly, I have had like more long term, like multiple But not one that just like was straight up like one summer. Well, no, not really. Honestly, I don't think so. No, actually, there's in this guy in high school. His name's Timmy Ginther. We dated for. (laughs) She always puts (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's (laughs) Paul. Timmy, man. Timmy. (laughs) Look him up on Google. Um, LinkedIn, maybe. We dated for a while in high school, but we started. We started our love over the summer. And this is great image for everybody. Okay. Our first kiss was on the beach. Ooh. Yeah. So I feel like that's very summery, you know? That is. It was like a cool night on the beach. That's all I'll tell you. Just a little kiss. Sneak, sneak peek into our kiss. Oh, sneak peek. I mean, I'm not about to tell them anything else. I'm just saying. It was a cool night on the beach. So that's fun. Okay, that's good. I like yeah. that. Summer, Summer loving. loving had me a blast. Um, good job. And so fast. Okay, so... There we go. There we, we finished go. It up. We finished out the summer bucket of fun. We, we have an amazing last episode. And now we're, we're getting ending into, with a bang. We're getting into our final episode with Manushka Charles from Food That's Church. Right. You guys are going to love her. Also, this is our last time that we are going to ask you guys, can you leave us a review if you've loved this series? If you studied the book yes. of James with us, guys, Let's go. go subscribe. Go leave us a review. It helps so much for other people to find this podcast really and to dig does. into the word we of God reach thousands of women together actually millions millions let's be on the top all right james five it's time let's go bye all right guys we are so excited about our guest we have manushka charles she is from voo church and we are jumping into james five this week it's going to be an incredible conversation it's our last week wrapping things up here but before we kind of jump into the word and jump into scripture manushka we want to just know about you like this is our first time getting to chat with you so this is so fun (laughs) so we just kind of want to know tell us a little bit about you you know where you're from what do you love Uh, we can get into all the church stuff later, but you know, we just want to know about you first. Yeah, totally. I am originally from Brooklyn, New York. And so, um, I think Brooklyn is the best city ever. And I love Brooklyn, but about, (laughs) about six years ago, God moved me to Miami, Florida. And I always say this, I I think I'm from the best city and I live in the best city. So (laughs) if you're from another city, then that's a whole nother thing. But I do love (laughs) living in Miami, Florida. I think it's just such a beautiful place to be. I think just the culture, the community, the beaches, like Miami is amazing. And so, um, yeah, I grew up in Brooklyn and really some of the things that I love to do is I love to eat. I love to cook. I went to school for hospitality. I actually studied hospitality in college and food and beverage was my major and I had a plan to maybe hopefully open up a restaurant or do something in that industry but I've never ever worked at a restaurant I've never actually worked in the hospitality field and so um probably a year and a half after graduating from college just really felt like um I wanted to 
live in a different city and do something new. You know, I was like in what you call a quarter life crisis. I was like, what's my purpose? Like, what am I supposed to do in life? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, this is the perfect time for me to move and just experience something different, experience something new. And I ended up in Miami and I never thought that I would be here this long, but it has been the best journey ever. It's been amazing. That is so cool. And so before this, you were cooking Nashville hot chicken, right? (laughs) I I, I was right, right before this, I was, I was diving into the Nashville hot chicken. I've never been to Nashville to try the actual thing. Um, but, but I got a recipe and I I think it's pretty good. I don't know if it's authentic. I hope it's authentic. I'll have to come and try (laughs) it out, but I did cook some hot chicken right before this podcast. I love that. And you post (laughs) these like recipe videos on your Instagram, right? I need to go watch this. I've been, I've been calling it the test kitchen. It kind of started out as just like, just like fun, just like posting what I cook. And so, I mean, I guess it's still fun. I'm only, I'm only a few episodes in, so we'll see if, um, this continues, but I'm, okay. I've been having fun with it and kind of helping people through the journey of cooking, you know? Yeah, yeah I need some help. So <laughs> I'm going to be tuning in. I'm going to be tuning Tune in. in. <laughs> um, okay, so tell us a little bit about Voo Church and just kind of like what your role looks like there. We, yeah, we want to know all yeah, about also it. Also, how you got into yeah. ministry. This yes. is such a, like, yes. such a tra- like transformation, I feel like. It's yeah, cool. yeah. I, I grew up in church, and so I've kind of mm. always been around church. And I think it was not until probably just being a teenager where I finally decided, hey, I want to actually do this for real. But I never thought that completely surrendering my life meant working in the ministry. I never saw that for myself. But right after college, when I moved to Miami, I moved specifically for an internship called Miami Leadership Institute. And mm. it was a part of Trinity Church. And Trinity Church had the rendezvous and Pastor Rich in D.C., led this incredible young adult ministry on Tuesday nights called The Rendezvous. And that's really what drew me to Miami. And I I spent Mm. a year really just learning and um, being a part of The Rendezvous and being a part of Trinity Church. And towards the end of that year, Pastor Rich in D.C. had announced that they were starting New Church. And I was like, I was supposed to leave and move back home. But I was like, I had learned so much from them and being around the ministry that I was like, I just want to serve and be a part of New Church. And so... I joined the launch team and it was just probably about 12 or 15 of us in the beginning meeting at Pastor Rich's house and just talking and really dreaming up of the church that we saw. But I don't even think we had any idea of what God was getting ready to do and how he was getting ready to use us in Miami. And so I was just serving and just helping out wherever. I remember the first day of Voo Church, our launch day, I was serving in our kids team and uh, was there helping kids. And and I've kind of done all things from worship to kids to yeah. growth track, next steps, operations. <laughs> I've kind of been able yeah. to do a whole lot of it. And and so really right now I have the opportunity to be a part of the pastoral staff awesome. um, at Boot Church and really been helping around our small groups and um, our pastoral care and, and helping people find community and helping people grow. And so it's been a fun journey just to see how people who are so far from God have been able to encounter God through the church. And it's just been such an amazing experience. And uh, we're learning every single day of how to continue to just be obedient to what God is doing. So it's been a fun journey uh, here at Blue Church. And and, uh, yeah, we we love it. God's moving and it's been amazing. Yes, I'm amazed by Blue Church. It's the coolest. Like obviously (laughs) we're in Nashville. We live so far away. But um, just even the impact it's had here and in so many lives. And 
Even like, I know this is so kind of random, but my sister, she doesn't super follow the Lord, but she loves Voo Church. Like she tunes in. Yeah, that's cool. It was cool over Easter even. Like her and her friends are watching the Easter service. And I was just amazed like the way that you guys can like pastor and reach people outside of the church, I think is super cool. And I can only imagine how powerful the community is within it too. thank you. So good. I know. And <laughs> Love it. I feel like I saw you because I saw one of your uh, teaching videos just like on Instagram somewhere. I don't remember where. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you are like, man, bring in the word, bring in the power. I was like, we got to get this girl on the podcast. But before we kind of jump into James, I want to know um, what is your next best talent outside of pastoring? Oh, man, I don't even I don't even know if pastoring is my best talent. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, I would say my next best talent, I guess cooking would probably be in there. Maybe something in music. I play bass and I play guitar. Oh, that's um, cool. so I would say oh. between music and cooking would probably be, you, you know, those those are the only things I can do. It really kind of ends after that. <laughs> I mean, those are three good things oh, yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> talent. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, well, we're so excited to jump into scripture. I'm so glad we just spent some time getting to know you because now this is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this is the last book of James, um, and we super love how he ends in so many different ways. But we want to start here in like the the section of patience in Mm -hmm. suffering, patience in the waiting. I think this is something that our culture just needs to hear. I mean, we're such like a fast moving culture, you know, moving from the next thing, the next thing. And even, even just like looking around our life, we can look to our friends and to on our phones and all of a sudden we feel this pressure to move even quicker. And so I think that James is just saying here that, you know, there's so much growth. There's so much, like there's so much nearness that happens in the waiting. Mm -hmm. And, um, Yeah. yeah, I would just love to hear, um, from your perspective, um, what is something like big that you got out of this little section of scripture? Yeah, I, I love the book of James. I think it's such an incredible book to dive into and to learn. And so it's amazing that you guys are studying the book of James, but that verse that says yes. be patient then brothers and sisters until the Lord's coming. And I love how it compares it to the farmer that waits yeah. for the land that they're waiting patiently. Mm, yeah. And I think there, there's something that happens when you wait patiently. And I think there's something that happens in the weight, um, because the purpose of the weight is so that something could grow down on the inside of us. And I think yeah. oftentimes we think that God's making us wait because he's trying to punish us or he doesn't want us to have whatever we're, de- we're desiring yet. But I think it's because God is more concerned about doing a work in us than he yeah. is about doing a work through us. So God can do so much through us through us if he, if he can get in us. And, mm. and so that's what the weight is all about. It's it's about taking time to develop our character, taking time to develop who we are. And I love what the Bible says in Psalms 105 mm. in the Passion Translation. And it, it's kind of talking about the life of Joseph. And maybe you're, if you're unfamiliar with the story of Joseph, Joseph was known as the dreamer. And uh, he, he shared his dream a little too premature. <laughs> and it caused him to deal with a few different things. Like his brothers were jealous of him. He ended up in a pit. He was a slave for a bit. He ended up in jail. Like so many things happened. And, and all that 
Joseph was dreaming of and all that he wanted to come to pass, it took a while for him to actually get what he was waiting for. And in Psalms 105, verse 19 to 22, it says, God's promise to Joseph purged his character Mm -hmm. until it was time for his dream to come true. Eventually, the king of Egypt sent for him, setting him free at last. And Joseph was put in charge of everything under the king. He became the master of the palace over all royal possessions. Pharaoh gave him authority over all princes of the land. And Joseph became a teacher of wisdom to to the king's advisor. And and I love that verse. It says, God promised to Joseph purge his character until it was Mm. time for his dream to come true. Mm. And so I think that's what's happening when we're waiting, that's what's happening in a season of waiting that God is purging our character, that he's allowing us to become who he has called us to be so that in the waiting that we're ready for what he has for us. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I can't wait till I get into that season to be ready for that season. I need to start my preparation now. So we got to work while we wait. So like our waiting is working. So that it's the whole thing. We've got to be patient in that time because God's doing something. So it's never that nothing's happening while we're waiting. And, and when we look at waiting, if we look at it from that perspective, that God's doing a work in me, that God's doing something through me, that he's purging my character, that he's preparing me for where I need to go. Our perspective of our weight changes. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. And I think it's so true. James, you know, he kind of references the waiting like a farmer waits for its crops. And I really don't know anything about farming. <laughs> but I can imagine that a farmer doesn't just plant a seed and then peace out. You know, there's like the mm-hmm. daily cultivation mm-hmm. and tilling yes. of the soil and like watching. And I think that that's so true. Like yeah. our waiting isn't it's an active waiting. It's um, yeah. patience and trusting God all the way, but there's active, there's things we are doing in the waiting that mm-hmm. I think draw us more intimately into the Lord. So that's so good. And I know for me, when I look back on my own life, like those seasons of waiting where I like wasn't getting maybe the thing I wanted so badly, or like I was mm-hmm. just like waiting for God to move or to speak, like really did draw me closer to him and really Mm, did like I really did receive so many like revelations that time or yeah I don't know God just did so much in me so even for you like is there a season of your life that you can kind of pinpoint where maybe you had to wait and and what did God teach you in that yeah I think that I can name so many different seasons of waiting but the one that I can think of specifically is I remember when um, I was probably a year into living in Miami and I was when I had decided that I wanted to live here full time. And the first year was me being a student. So I wasn't working at the time. Like my full focus was this internship. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the plan was for me to go back home after the internship. And uh, after I decided to move to Miami for, for good, I was like, OK, I need to find a job. Like I need to get a car. Like I had to start situating all these things. Mm-hmm since I wanted to make Miami my permanent home. And I felt like every job was a, everything that I applied for was a closed door. Every single opportunity just like wasn't working out. And I was just like waiting. I was like, God, I need you. I need you to move. I need a job. I need to figure stuff out. You know, there's things that, that I need to make work for me to live here. And I felt like I was in this wait, Mm -hmm. like I was waiting for the right job and I was waiting for the right opportunity. But that time really drove me closer to God because I felt like I was in a season of so much desperation where I was just like, there's no one else I can turn to with every single door I felt like was closing in my face that all I could do is wait. And that wait just brought me to my knees. I'm just like, all right, God, I trust you. Like, where do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? And in that time of waiting, 
God allowed an opportunity to come to me where, where someone's like, Hey, like we really need somebody to do this. Can you help in, in this position? And I ended up getting a job right before I started working for Zoo that really helped shape who I was. Like I had mm-hmm. an incredible boss, an incredible leader who was so focused on developing who his staff was. And, and, and I worked as a personal assistant for about a year and a half before, um, coming on full time at Boo Church. And I think that season I had learned so much about the level of excellence and how to do things um, and and not give up. Like I had learned so much in that season and God made me wait for the right job. God made me wait for the right opportunity. And even when I was thinking that I wanted to be in full-time ministry, there was a wait for that. So there's so many different seasons where I felt like I wanted something and I just had to wait for it. And that wait just brought me to a level of just seeking God more. Yeah, I love that. That's such a testimony. That's so good. You guys, our faves, Hosanna Revival, just (laughs) introduced something new. Something new. I could not be more excited. They just came out with a new 17-month planner. It is perfect Oh, my goodness. It's incredible. It is the new thing keeping me sane and organized. That's right. And I really believe that planners are important in your spiritual life because I don't know about you, but sometimes if I get like all my things for the day and tasks and errands and homework all written down, I feel like there's so much space to like... I don't know, encounter God, you feel like more freedom, yeah. there's a weight lifted off of it's you. And I like true. genuinely feel like like if you feel like weighed down or really busy or overwhelmed, like try getting a planner because all it takes is like writing it down and checking it off to feel like, I don't know, closer to the Lord in some kind of way. Yeah. So this is the perfect one too. It's so perfect. And when you talk yes. about planners, I think so too, because we always say there's something about bringing your best before the Lord. That's right. And I think we bring our best before him by thinking ahead and being smart with our time so that we can leave more time for spontaneity That's right. and time to like be with him. So Hosanna yeah. Revival planners are Number one, could not be more adorable and cute and beautiful. And then number two, they have scripture throughout of them. There's these awesome like, like week pages where you can write everything for the week and check it off. Isn't there something so good about checking something off? Something so I feel powerful. I think there's science behind that. I think so too. (laughs) But you guys, they seriously are so pretty. It's like one of those soft covers. I don't know if you know what I mean, but it's like, yeah, like kind of like like a canvas, but like a canvas canvas. covers. Oh, I think that's what it's called. And then the gold spiral so that like you just feel fancy. You do feel fancy. You feel fancy. We are leveling up. You guys, you need to get your planner. It is perfect time. Let's start, like just get it today so you're ready to get back to school and back into the swing of things. We have a code for you. Woohoo. So you can get 15% off using the code DELIGHT15. DELIGHT15. You heard it. Don't write it twice. Just once. Delight 15. Go to www.hosannarevival.com and get yours. We seriously are all going to be matching and that is pretty cute. Okay, speaking to the girl who's like listening to this right now and being like, oh my gosh, this is so me. I feel like I just like haven't gotten that job, haven't done this, thought this was going to happen. And she's just straight up in a season of waiting. Like, yeah, could you just like speak to her in the sense of like, what could she be doing right now? Like, like what are some like really like tangible ways that she can like wait with, with patience and stand firm and, um, yeah. Is there anything like you can like uh, point her towards? Yeah, of course. And I think that 
when you're in a season of waiting, we long for to get out of it. There's nothing yeah. we want more than to be out of that season. Yeah. Um, but it's living in the present. And I think a practical thing in a season of waiting, I would say is journaling because I love looking back on a season where I was waiting on God and I would just journal my thoughts. And I love looking back and saying, oh, wow, God moved. God did this. God answered this prayer. Or maybe this prayer didn't get answered this way, but it it got answered the way that it was supposed to. And it's a reminder to me in another season of waiting, because that's just what life is. We're we're just perpetually in in different seasons of waiting. Um, but it's a reminder for me, like, all right, if God did it before he, he could do it again. And so just like journal where you are, be present in the season, like Mm. see what God can speak to you here. And now, yes, we desire what the next season looks like. And yes, we want to see what's going to happen next, but Mm. I don't think we, we shouldn't live so much in the future. We should have a vision. We should have a plan, of course, but let's live in the now. I think it's so important. Just live in the now, spend time with God, journal, process your thoughts. So that you can understand what you're feeling, see what you can learn in this season, get around people who can encourage you, get into yeah. a community. I think all of these things are so important in the season of waiting that uh, you're not just sitting around and like, all right, you know, what's next? It's like waiting is working. There, there's some work involved in the season of waiting. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I would say those things have been helpful for me um, so. whenever I feel like I'm in a season of waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, so helpful to have just mm. practical things because sometimes you do feel like waiting is just like, wah, 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 what am I doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. And to have things that, that you can be actively doing yeah. that are yeah. drawing you close to the Lord and that are going to act as like little, almost like moment makers of when you can go back yeah. and be like, oh I my goodness, that. God, your faithfulness. Like I wrote this it's down good. three months ago and look what you've mm-hmm. done. Like that's so cool. Yeah. So powerful. Um, okay. So I kind of want to move on to a little bit later in James five and kind of zero in on about verses like 13 through 16. And I love this because again, I'm, I just love practical things. Practical things help me so much. Like sometimes when you're just up in the clouds talking about these like big concepts, when people bring it down and give me things that I can be doing, I'm like, Oh, that's so helpful. So Mm -hmm. verse 13 says, if any one of you is in trouble, he should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith, Faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Uh, The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And I love this because I think for me, that section kind of wraps up so much that James has been talking about all throughout his letter. And um, it's kind of this like, hey, this is how within your communities, like this is how transformation begins to happen. This is how you can draw close and near to the Lord. And so Mm -hmm. how do you even see this playing out like in your own community? What's hard about this? What's cool about this? Like, how have you seen this at work? Yeah, I think that those verses have so much in it. I think that we've seen um, being able to pray for people and anointing them with oil and watching them get well. And I think that's such a great practice of like having faith in seasons where people are sick. And I think we're dealing with a lot of that with COVID-19 where we're praying and we're believing that people will be healed. And and he goes down and he says, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And Mm. I think when I think about that verse, it's like, the reason why you confess your sins to another person is not because they can forgive you of your sins, but it says so that you can be healed. Cause oftentimes yeah. we can be forgiven of our sins, but we haven't healed from it. Mm. 
and the reason that we haven't healed from it is because we haven't uh, shared it with anybody. We haven't spoken about it. So sometimes we like, all right, me and God talked about it, but specifically it shows here that yes, it's the relationship with you and God, but God has built us for community and he's built the body of Christ for a reason. And mm. so we need each other so that we can find healing. I heard somebody say this, like you should live your life a hundred percent known. So it's like, it's not that a hundred percent of people need to know me a hundred percent, but there's somebody that needs to know me a hundred percent because if I'm living my life with secrets, if I'm living my life where uh, people don't know what's going on and I, ha- I don't have accountability and, and no one knows the struggles that I'm going through, chances are I'm going to remain broken and I might fall back into the same thing. Yeah. But if I actually open up to somebody I trust and it's, that takes asking God, all right, God, who, who can I trust with yeah. this part? Like it's not going on IG and telling everybody, hey, this is what I struggle <laughs> with. Like, it's like, yeah. that's not necessary. It's like finding people that you trust, people in your community that you can actually say, hey, like, I'm really dealing with this. I'm really mm-hmm. struggling with this. And mm-hmm. that allows for the healing to take place because it's really hard to heal a wound that you have. Yeah. And so if I'm hiding my wound, if I'm pretending that everything's okay, um, sooner or later, that wound might get infected. Sooner or later, that wound might reopen and it's important for us to find healing is for us to get around accountability. And that's why it says confess your sins one to another. Mm. Sometimes we're afraid to do that. We're afraid to say, oh man, like I'm, I don't want to tell somebody what I'm going through because they might look at me different. They might look at me funny or they, they you know, like we, we, yeah. we hide these things because we're afraid of what people will say. But I found that when I've confessed things to people that I trust that I've met with like peace and love, I feel relieved. I'm like, Oh man, this was, I would have done this earlier, you know? And it's like, it's really getting around people who can hold you accountable so that if you do feel like, Oh man, like I might, this, this might come up again in my life. So I'm telling you about it so that there's somebody that's holding me accountable, that there's somebody who can walk through this life with me, who can journey with me. And so Mm. I think it's a, it's an important reason why we have to confess our sins. That's the whole community aspect. It's, it's, getting around people that uh mm-hmm. that we trust and it, it, it's getting around people who love us and who can yeah. cover us and protect us that's right that's yeah. so good i actually i have a friend i call her my confession friend and uh <laughs> it's so funny because having that person too that's like where you mess something up or you just like and it's so funny it's so true what you were saying i was resonating with so much of it because mm-hmm. it's like as soon as you bring it to somebody, you think it's going to be the most scary, awful, terrible mm-hmm. things. But I honestly find that confession is really sweet a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like a release of all this pressure that I felt that I've been carrying alone. And oftentimes confession doesn't mean that that person's probably still going to speak truth in your life and say, hey, yeah. you don't need that. You don't need to be doing that. You don't need to be saying that. You don't need to be thinking those things. But man, it really does like take the burden off of you. You don't feel like you're yeah. carrying it alone. You don't feel in, even yeah. when you're tempted again, you don't feel, you feel like that person's in it with you almost. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's what's so cool is that confession is one of those things that seems so outwardly scary, but I have found like mm-hmm. in the hands of Jesus is so intimately sweet a lot of times so as you were talking I was thinking about how many times I've been in like a bible study setting or with like I don't know a group of girlfriends and we you know the time for like prayer requests and you go around and share just like what you're going through how you need prayer and how many Mm -hmm. times I've like halfway shared you know and I'm like I really like need prayer in this or help in this and like I kind of hinted at it but didn't like fully Mm -hmm. say it or confess it and I think there's just such a difference of like being just like honest um you know and he yes. says that here in verse 16 like the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective I, I love the word effective like because I yeah. think 
that's mm-hmm. true. When you like, when you like what you're saying, when you're just like honest and you lay it yeah. out there, you confess it. Like it is effective. It brings healing. It's it's super yeah. super powerful. So it's I love that. Okay, I'm so curious. Um, so much of this as I was reading it, I remembered myself a few years ago when I was like nervous to ask for prayer because mm-hmm. it was just intimidating. And also I was really nervous to pray for people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know whether it was one-on-one or praying out loud in a circle of people. And I think it's just super relatable. There's a lot yeah, of people that like, I, I, I think it is like nerve wracking or I don't know, high pressure or something. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I would love to know from you, like how you have grown in your prayer life and like how you've grown in boldness, um, in praying over people. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny because certain things, when you grow up in church, you're just thrown into certain things and, and like, they'll just tell you to get up and do things. And you're just like, Oh wait. And a <laughs> yeah. lot of, a lot of things that I've done it's been like all right you're gonna do this and I'm like what <laughs> and and so that even comes with praying for people I remember just like even when I moved to Miami they're like all right can you pray and you know I didn't want really to do it but because I was like I'm not gonna say no mm-hmm. developing that kind of spirit just like, I'm just gonna be obedient and and just and just do it and so a lot of that I've developed like the out loud out loud praying from just being just called on and just like all right you're gonna do this and yeah. I've just had to learn how to do it but in my personal prayer life, I've just really tried to find times that work where I can actually focus and lean in on, you know, praying and seeking God and what that time looks like and being really intentional about that time. And so yeah. um, it's like during that, like, I, I want to make sure that, and, and I'm not perfect at this. Some, there's some seasons where I'm like, all right, I'm waking up at 5 a.m. to pray. And, and like, and there's some seasons where I'm like, oh, this is not going to work out. I got to do this. <laughs> You know, it, it just doesn't work that way. But I really yeah. do try in my time of prayer to put on worship music. Yeah. And I'll start off with just some worship music and just like kind of just get my heart set and get my heart ready. And I'll just pray and I'll just, if I have people on my heart that I'm praying for, I'll, I'll begin to pray for them. Mm-hmm. I'll begin to pray for some of my needs. I'll just give God praise and, and worship for a moment. And then I take time really just to read the word in my prayer time and and just see what God is saying and speaking. But then also I'll, I'll take time to just be still and be quiet and just hear mm. from God and just kind of try to take all the thoughts out of my mind and just try to find a moment of stillness and, and to see if I could hear from God. And, and I'll have a journal right there with me so that I could jot, jot, jot down any thoughts. But yeah. I've just found that just like the more that you just do it, it's like, it's not about having the perfect words and, yeah. Sometimes we're afraid to pray for people to pray out loud because we're like, well, my prayer doesn't sound like this person, but it's like, God wants to hear you. And so once you, the biggest thing, it's like the, the less I think about myself, probably the better I can be and the more effective I could be in my prayer life towards other people. So it's yeah. like, if, if I'm called to prayer, it's like, I got to put me to the side and actually just like, let God use me. And so mm. it's not about me and it's not about, my voice or what I'm saying, but it's, it's about God using me in that moment. And so I just learned that I don't want to say no to moments because I feel like I won't be good enough Yeah. Um, because I'm not good enough. So I, like, I want my strength to rely on Christ and just that the Holy Spirit would speak through me. And mm-hmm. when I'm praying and knowing that the Holy Spirit, he's interceding. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I found, I, I found in those times just to like just trust God and think less about myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Really good. And what I think is cool about that, that whole section in, in James five is that 
James is talking about this being done in community. You know what I yeah. mean? Like we really do have this community of believers where we cover each other's weaknesses. And um, that's what's so cool is that like in all of this, you're, you're not doing it alone. Of course, you have Jesus with you working in and through you, like the power within yeah. you. But then you have other people that can cheer you on and that mm-hmm. you can be go to and be like, hey, I know this needs to be prayed for, but like, I'm afraid I don't know how to do this, whatever. And mm-hmm. I think that's really cool and powerful that we have this. Yeah community that we do all of these things James mentions with um it's not a solo journey and that is just like so important to remember and hopefully something that so many women have taken away that they've like found those people that they can do these things with and so I think just to kind of close us out to kind of wrap up our conversation I'd love to know just like any last thing from James five that just like spoke to you that like you felt like God just highlighted for you this week that I don't know, just is like kind of standing out to you that you'd love to just leave kind of our, our for the girl listeners with today. Yeah. I think that just when we're thinking about the topic of patience and patience and suffering, um, I love what it says in verse 10, it says brothers and sisters as, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. I just think about that. Like mm. there's so many people who have been an example of patience when we look in the Bible, yeah. like Abraham and Sarah, they were examples of patience. Job was an example of patience. We see so many different people who are examples of patience. And um, in our season of waiting, in our season of, you know, trying to figure out what's next, we have these examples that we can hold on to, that we can look through the word of God and say, hey, there's, there's examples of people who waited and had to trust the story. And when I look at those examples, it's usually sometimes when they didn't trust the story that tragedy happened. Like when, yeah. when um, Abraham didn't trust what God was going to say and decided to do things on his own, that's when, you know, mm. Ishmael and Hagar and all of this, like things go, go a different way than God expected it. And so yeah. it's my encouragement for me to trust what God is doing and not try to create my own narrative and not try to create my own story, but just to, to look to, to these examples and what can I learn um, about how to actually live in a season of waiting and how to actually have patience in a time of suffering. And, you know, I think James just has so, so much. And, and I yeah. think for me, that's my takeaway. Like I have examples and those examples help me to make it through every single day that God does have a promise and he's for me and, and the promise is coming. I've just got to be able to wait patiently. Yeah. I, I yeah. can't complain. I can't grumble. I've got to just wait on the Lord because he has a, a good promise for me. Yeah. So good. I love what you said at the end there that he is for you. He's so for you. I think Mm. we forget that in the midst of hard things. We're like, where are you? Mm. He's like, I'm for (laughs) you. I'm here. It's so good. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. You are for sure qualified to be called a pastor you <laughs> we're doubting it at first but we are here, title. We are here to encourage yes, and like so put that stamp on you Truth. like you got this yeah that was so I appreciate good that. thank you so good and just like seriously i feel like you're just like a wellspring of yes. knowledge and um so like you carry such a humility with you too that is really wow. beautiful yeah. and honestly not a lot of people have that in our world today Truth. and so i mean i <laughs> just take everything and I'm like oh I've soaked it in all of it so (laughs) (laughs) we are so grateful thank you so much for you know just walking us through James 5 this is such an awesome conversation and we love you so much we feel like you're a part of the for the girl fam now that's it I am I totally am (laughs) (laughs) all right Manushka so fun talking with you we'll talk talk with you soon. soon 
I cannot believe it, but we have reached the end of our James series. It has been seriously one of the greatest joys of my life, honors of my life, getting to study through this book with you guys week by week on the podcast, all of the things. Don't worry. We still have one last Fire Friday coming out this Friday on the Instagram with the truth. Continue with the truth one last time. You know the Instagram at for the girl underscore underscore underscore. Do not add an extra. It is three underscores. (laughs) And if it doesn't show up as you're typing this far away, we are nobody. We are nobody. We are nobody. Nobodies. Which we pretty much are nobody. Yeah, honestly. We just hear everything. I mean, if you have three underscores, you're not cool. Yeah. Let's just be real about that. No, I mean, it was more the aesthetic. Was it? Yeah. Was it? But seriously, guys, come see us Friday on the gram for Fire Friday. And this has been so incredible, guys. We have so many other resources for you that are already on ForTheGirl.com. So many more resources coming your way in the future. Yes. Um, Seriously, this is like our whole goal and mission and vision is to resource you guys to encounter God in your everyday. Like we want to be your home base for that. Um, We're going to be back on the podcast later this fall with an exciting new season lots of good awesome yes. content to equip you spiritually but we love you guys and we are just love thankful you. for you we are so thankful seriously we've got some exciting things up our sleeves so stay tuned we seriously love our podcast fam like there's like you know our own family but then there's the podcast Second family and the it's podcast like fam. whoa we yep. are in it to win it. So anyways, you guys, we love you. We'll be talking. We love you. <laughs> I voice love that we're closing out the season with the voice. Track. Okay. That's what we got for you. We'll talk to you later. Bye.